you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Throughout history, many people have been fascinated with dreams. And this stems back all the way to ancient times, where people then were well aware that dreams are doorways to the spirit world. You see, the real world is not this physical world. The real world is the spirit world, and the astral realm is where the spirits roam free. Through dreams, we can receive messages with information that can help us and or other people in our waking lives. More often than not, these messages come in the form of symbols, and this is where we might dream about being in the middle of the ocean, where the water is very choppy and chaotic. And water usually symbolizes emotions. So in our waking lives, we might interpret that to be as us going through a rough patch emotionally. We might be going through something that is robbing us of our peace internally. Through our dreams, we can also receive information about our loved ones. We may be shown that they're not doing so great, or that they're extremely worried about something. And so, when you wake up, you might be inclined to check up on them. Through dreams, you can go to places you've never been to before. And most of us do this every night without being conscious of it or having any recollection of it when we wake up. But then there are those who do. Not only do they remember their dreams, but they are conscious when they're doing this and they know exactly where they want to go. These people can travel interdimensionally and are known as dreamwalkers and one-ironauts. Not only can they become lucid within their own dream, but they have the ability to consciously enter other people's dreams. Most people have lucid dreams spontaneously, but not when ironauts. These people are interdimensional travelers and can access different dimensions of existence willingly. Let's really quickly break down that word, when ironaut. The word comes from the Greek, when iros, meaning a dream, and not, meaning sailor. 
When I first learned this, I immediately thought of that brand, Nautica. And you know how it has little sailing boats. So I thought, oh, it makes sense now. (laughs) But anyway, so when Iros means a dream, not means sailor. So dream sailor, which later turned into dream walker. The purpose of dream walking is to be able to visit other people in their dreams. And this can be done to deliver messages for healing and to communicate with them. But just like anything else, there exists polarity. Just as it can be used for good, it can also be used for bad. You can influence someone else's subconscious with your own agenda. For the most part, though, people who want to learn the art of dreamwalking want to do so to communicate with a loved one. The reasons may vary, but they can range anything from perhaps being in a long-distance relationship And because they can't see each other in the physical world, they might want to meet up in the astral realm. Or perhaps someone had an argument with someone else. A parent, a sibling, a friend. And they might want to communicate with them to deliver a message in hope that it might help clear up a misunderstanding. Now... If you're wanting to learn how to dreamwalk, there are a few techniques that I found might work. But before you run, you must learn how to walk. Meaning, before you can learn to dreamwalk, you must learn how to become lucid in your dream. To become lucid within a dream, some techniques involve doing a reality check, making sure that you don't have 10 fingers in one hand, read text, read text twice, because for the most part, it's nearly impossible to read any text within a dream, and even more so the second time around. There is also a technique called the weird technique, And this is when you go about your daily life and whenever something weird happens, you can ask yourself, am I dreaming? And by weird, I mean if you have like a deja vu or if you experience synchronicity. And lastly, another common technique used to be able to lucid dream is called the mild technique. This requires you to recall the dream So when you wake up, try to remember as much information, as much detail about your dream. And also setting the intention. So when you're ready to go back to sleep, set the intention that you will become lucid and that you'll be able to recognize that you are dreaming. Next, visualize lucidity. Visualize yourself back in the dream that you remembered earlier and try to relive it with as much detail as you can. However, this time, imagine that you can recognize that you are dreaming and that you're fully lucid. 
And lastly, you can just fall asleep or repeat steps two and three again until you fall asleep. This technique used to lucid dream is called the mild technique because M stands for memorize your dream. I stands for set the intention. L, visualize lucidity. And D, do it again. But if you're wanting more information on lucid dreams and how to do it, check out the episode on lucid dreaming. It's in season one. Once you've learned to lucid dream, you can now move on to dream walking. So first, you want to set the intention that you will be meeting with someone. Before going to bed, you can meditate for a little bit. Meditate on that person. Visualize that person with as much detail as you can. And give yourself affirmations. Affirmations such as, Tonight, we are going on an adventure. We will meet. Also, something I should have mentioned before. Make sure you have that other person's consent. Trust me, it works a lot better when you do. Because this way, both of you are aware of it and putting in that much energy towards it. And if both of you have that same intention, then the odds for success are greater. Another thing that you can do to assist you with this is as you're falling asleep, while you're thinking of that person and while you're setting that intention and repeating and doing those affirmations that you will be meeting together in the astral realm, you can also listen to binaural beats or 432 hertz music, which is known to stimulate the brain and activate both hemispheres. And it also helps immensely if you are enamored with this person, if you love them, if you have good thoughts about and towards them. And of course, if you really, really, really desperately want to meet with them. Now, this ability does require a lot of your time, a lot of your energy, and a lot of your patience, because it may not happen on the very first night. But if you're disciplined, and you do this every night, then perhaps you may have success after the first week. What L or 11 from Stranger Things does, remote viewing. What Wanda Maximoff or the Scarlet Witch from the Multiverse of Madness does, dreamwalking. And what Doctor Strange does, astral travel, are all very real abilities that we can all do with some practice and discipline. This is not fiction or wishful thinking but in fact, very real and very possible. We all astral travel every night. The difference is that when we do, some of us are conscious of it. And although the concept of dreamwalking sounds very enticing and appealing, it does have its consequences and things that you need to consider. This is why I can't stress this enough. Before you attempt to do any type of spiritual work or energy work, whatever it is that you're attempting to do, 
Research it thoroughly. Look up what the consequences are. Look up the pros and the cons. Because one, the astral realm is full of many different beings. And this includes beautiful beings, high vibrational beings, but likewise, many monsters, negative and low vibrational beings, what some people like to refer to as demons. You have those malicious spirits that will try to mess with you, especially if they can sense that you're vulnerable. You can encounter neutral beings where they may not try to harm you, but at the same time, they could care less about you. And ETs, extraterrestrial and or interdimensional beings. So again, the topic of protection comes up because it is necessary. How are you going to protect yourself in the astral realm? And two... If you are going to enter someone else's dream, someone else's mind, have you considered their mental state? What if this person is flooded with psychological problems? What if this person has a hidden darkness that you don't know about? Are you prepared to expose yourself to their illness? What about you? What if you leave some darkness behind? Have you done shadow work? These are things that you have to look into. And this is also why it's recommended that you tell the other person so that you're both aware and you can both work through it together. Again, this is not to instill fear or to evoke paranoia within you, but rather to bring awareness so that when you do this type of work, you are prepared and armed with the right equipment. As always, if you guys have any feedback or if there's anything that you feel like adding or sharing, or if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. My email is lauralavender.mb at gmail.com, or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to Sweden, uh, the cities of Stockholm and Skane. I am so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Also, Vaster Norland, Vastra Gotaland, Stockholm County, and Uppsala. Also, Canada. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Saskatchewan and Alberta, British Columbia, Ontario, and Quebec, and also Australia, uh, South Australia, New South Wales, Western Australia, Victoria, and Queensland, who are the countries besides the US who listen continuously. And I just wanted to say that I acknowledge you, and I appreciate you, and I thank you for listening to Mysteries Beyond with Laura Lavender. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I will see you guys next episode.